Welcome to the Christ Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Calvin, and today I am joined by our executive producer, Iman. What's up, E? What's up, y'all? We got a good topic for you today. We're talking about friends versus faith. What points are we going to hit? Um, we're definitely going to talk about nurturing friendships um, in different religions, um, friendships outside of Christianity. Yeah, and we're going to talk about what happens when your friends reject you because of your faith. Mm. You don't want to miss this conversation. No. Stay tuned. Tune in. My brother, what's going on? Chilling, man. Chilling. Yeah. Is this the first ep we did? Was just me and you? I think so. I think so. We've done one with three of us. Yeah. And, and then, then three the guys. And then all the guys. Yeah. This is the first one with just me and you. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should start by telling them how we like met. Because we always say, my brother, my brother, they don't, they don't know right, right. any backstory. But is it the first time or like... The second time around, because the first time I had just like moved to the States for real, for real. Yeah, that's true. So like, that was like, wrestling? Was it wrestling? It was, it was middle school, right? Yeah, it was middle school. I was a seventh, you and eighth. Yeah. It, it had to be wrestling. Because it was the winter. I it, came like. Yeah, it had to be wrestling. Season. Yeah. So like, in middle school, I was, I mean, you're older than him, so. In middle school, we wrestled, but I was the year before him, so we kind of knew each other from wrestling. Yeah, but like we didn't I obviously didn't have classes or anything like yeah. that together. So then we also lived like right down the street from each other. So occasionally we down see the each hill. Yeah, he had to walk up and down the hill to get to where I was. Down the <laughs> but, hill. But uh, yeah, so we kind of knew each other, and then we would see each other in the neighborhood every now and again, like play basketball or something. Yeah. Um, but then it was really high school. So my sophomore year, his freshman year, yeah. he came to the same high school as me. And because our wrestling coach, yeah, so our us. wrestling coach was a high school uh, coach football at a high school, yeah. and he made us come there. Yeah, we had no choice, <laughs> no choice at all. But What's yeah, up? so um, it was one day after practice, and because we lived close, he just came out. Was like, you think I can get a ride home? I was like, yeah. Literally been with me ever since. Like no, every day after that, he was in the car ride home with us. Because we went to school, like people don't understand, we went to school across town. It was a little hype to get to school. And my my parents didn't get off work to like ten at night or whatever. So it was yeah. like if I didn't get a ride, I'm walking. Yeah, and, and it was like the bus. Like you would have had to wake up like an hour earlier to yeah. catch the bus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's how we met. And then, obviously, high school, we played football together and just grew from there. He started coming to my house. And, yeah, that's how we became brothers. Yeah. And then, like, even after high school. So, like, when he went to college and I started working and stuff, we had a couple of years where, like, we weren't together as much, weren't hanging out as much, but still close. And then yeah. when I came back to VA, we just picked up where we left off. Like, like nothing ever like, happened. Like, nothing ever happened. <laughs> So, yeah, that's that's who E is. That's my brother, the one I'm always talking about behind the camera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's me. Which is fitting because today we're discussing friendships versus faith. Yeah. And I think the crazy thing about our relationship is neither one of us, like, you knew my pops was a preacher, mm -hmm. but, like, neither one of us, all the years we knew each other, had never really, like, discussed faith or anything like that. Like, I think we, like, both knew, like, we were just, like, we were, like, 
not solidified in our faith, but at least like, cause like we went to a school where like everybody around us, like, like before every single game we prayed. Yeah. Before, cause we both played linebacker yep. and before I switched to D line. So that our little group used to huddle up, take a knee, pray together before yeah. we went into battle. So it was like, I think it was like, what's, what's under like, yeah, there's there's something there, something there. Just never really like actually had Deep a conversation about it yeah. and brought it up. I think that's a good point though. Like, how many how many people probably have friends in their life like that? Like, mm-hmm. if they actually just opened up about their faith, would find out that they have like minded people around them. Exactly. Um, I know that was a big thing for me. Like when I opened up about it, and you were like, "Oh yeah, I'm a Christian too. Mm-hmm. Like I believe in God." And yeah. We're like, "What?" <laughs> it's like, right. We've been brothers for how long now? And right. I didn't notice because like it was funny because. I was going to church with um, the friends that were in my group. Mind you, okay, so I have a lot of friends that are older than me. Like, Calvin's older than me, right? Like, I always had friends that are older than me. But I still had my associates that were in my grade level. So I would go to, like, Thursday night Bible study and stuff like that. But I just never talked about it with any of my outside friend groups. Um, I never talked to you or your dad about it till that one day. We went to church one day. You I went think to church that's, with us? that's when we had the conversation. Yeah. Okay. We went to church. Um, I think we were either cleaning up the church or packing up the church. We were doing okay. something okay. with the church. And that's when we started having those deep conversations. Like yeah. that's when we realized. But like yeah. that was like three years, four years into the friendship. Yeah. Already. So Yeah. I found that out like especially in the last year and a half to two years, like when I really just started my walk with Christ on this level. Like, I just started finding out, like, Jordan and just so yeah. many people around me. And I'm just like, what? Like, yeah. all this time I could have been. And that was a big thing for me, man, when it comes to friends. It was just like, if I choose that life, how many friends do I lose? Like, yeah. what happens with all of these relationships I've developed? And yeah. I think that's a big thing for a lot of people. They're, I won't say afraid, but they're reluctant mm. to actually step out there and put their faith on front street because they're like, I don't know how it's going to impact all my other relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can say I I I I lost a lot. Um, not so much in high school. In high school, like I still had people around me who were so faithful. We went to a Bible study and everything together. But sorry, indigestion. <laughs> um, when I went to college, like I'll say that freshman year, like I was walk like r- really walking into my j- journey. So I was like very like put offish. I was to myself. I was trying to figure out what God wanted for me. Yeah. I was literally like, oh, I had this roommate. I-, I won't say hate. Hate's a very strong word, but I did not like him. Why? Because mm-hmm. I didn't like going into college. I did not go to sleep without playing gospel in the background. Mm-hmm. It wasn't at a high level. It was like a very low level, mm-hmm. but he would turn it off. Mm. So like stuff like that made me very put offish when I got to campus because I was just like, all right. And then like, you know, you got teammates from different backgrounds and everything. I just couldn't like, like niche with any one of them. Cause I'm just like, I'm on a different path. And I don't think like, yeah, we go knee in the end zone and pray, but like, we can't have the same conversations cause I'm on a different walk than you are on a different walk. Like we, we, I just can't open up. And I was just like, ah, so like I used to like walk alone. Yeah. Literally walk alone and people used to think I'm mad. I guess I like you see me and you I'm big. 
Yeah. Right. So I've always been huge. Like, I've always been like, it's just even like, when I was it's skinnier. a stereotypical type. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I'll, I'll, well, you, you look mean and black. Nobody really wanted to talk to you. I'm like, I'm walking with my laptop to the cafeteria. <laughs> like I'm just walking. Yeah. But we, I was like, we're just quiet. Cause I was just like, I don't know who yeah. is like on the same path as me, who I can discuss these things with. So I'm just do it in my solitude. Um, I knew you were back home, but I was just like, we're both busy with life. I didn't want to bombard people with questions. Mm-hmm. So I literally just fell into, uh, I'm by myself. Like the friends that were in my grade class, like lost all of them, even though they went to the schools that were right across mm-hmm. the bridge from my school. Yeah. Like, they went to VCU, but like their lifestyles changed. And I just, uh, I even tried to find like, um, we did something within our team where we had to go to chapel every single Wednesday. Mm. But even then, like they're sleeping, they're doing this. They're not really serious. They're sitting in the back. Um, so I'm just like, ah, yeah, I have no one. Bro. That's, that's like exactly like just the feelings I was having. I was like, especially like, you know, a lot of my closest friends, yeah. and you know, they're not necessarily Christians and that I went back and forth in my spirit about that for a long time. And, um, you know, the thing that like I found throughout that time was no matter how much I tried to act like I wasn't a follower of Christ, I didn't know who God was. And it wasn't that necessarily like I was doing things bad or wrong. You know what I mean? But I wasn't following my faith to the degree that I am now. Yeah. No matter how much I did that, everybody around me always recognized it. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to say anything about church. I didn't have to say anything about my dad being a pastor. None of that. Mm-hmm. They always knew. Yeah. They could always tell and they would always bring it up and say something about it. And um, even then, like I was still just, like you said, just stand off, stand off about it and not really talk about it a whole lot. But mm-hmm. people always saw it. Yeah. People always saw it. When you, when you carry that presence, people know like there's something different about you. Yep. Like I had someone like, I had a chaplain actually come and talk to me, like just pull me to the side because like my teammates are all there and like, and I, I didn't become the person who like, who they knew me as like after my sophomore junior year, cause I was still like in my corner trying to like find myself. And so the chaplain came over one day and was just like, you know, God is using you. Mm-hmm. You have to open up more. And I didn't understand what he was talking about. Cause I was just like, what are you, old man? Like, what are you talking about? But like, I saw it, right? Like, I look back at my name. Emmanuel, God is with us, right? Like, in everything I did, God is with me, right? People are going to follow me if I lead. So I just have to open up more. I have to use my body. Like, I have to be the platform to get people on my side. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what he was trying to say. Like, I, I finally understood that, like, my junior year. But, like, it took me a while to, like, come to grasp that. Mm-hmm. I can't keep on being standoffish. Yeah. I can't keep on like being quiet about who I am and who I believe in. Yeah. Like if I'm going to go fully, I have to go hundred percent. Like we used to do that little thing where we were like right on our back plates, put a cross oh, yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, right. Yeah. In college, you can't do that. Like you have to cover up, mm-hmm. but I put it on my wrist tape. Yeah. And one of my team was like, man, you sure love God. I was like, why wouldn't I? He got yeah. me here this far. That's exactly. I know. I know a lot of talent that didn't get to come to college and play ball and get an education at that. Yeah, that's um, that. 
I think we should coin the term convenient Christians. Yeah. People who are Christians and followers of God when it's convenient for them. Mm-hmm. And um, I can admit that, like, I was, I was like that for some time in my life. Like, yeah. when I was at church traveling with my dad, I was the PK, I was the pastor. Um, you know, I was in church, I was listening, I was following, I was playing the drums. But when I would go to school or hanging out with friends, none of that existed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just didn't want it to because I kind of... I think a lot of it at that time was like, I just want to be a kid. Like, I don't want to worry about that stuff. I don't want to get into all that, whatever the case is. But um, I think I was being a convenient Christian, like just when it was convenient for me or when I was going through something and all of a sudden I wanted to call on God and ask him to help me out of a situation. And I think that's very dangerous because, you know, God's like, okay, why are you only coming to me when you need my help? Mm. You know what I mean? And um, I kind of had to, much like you were talking about, get to the point to where it was like, I don't really care what other people think. I don't really care what other people are doing or saying. I'm going to do what I want to do and what I believe in. I'm going to speak out on it um, and let people's opinions be whatever they're going to be because they're going to say what they want to say anyway. Right. Yeah. I had to I had to really, really get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it takes time. But like once you get there, like everything just opens up like your vision just like opens up yeah you see who's really for you who's really with you who's really against you as well mm-hmm. um and i think that was really important in my life mm-hmm. to know who's who's really for me and who's really against me yeah um i think that's really like what made my relationships stronger mm-hmm. as i like i started to grow up like having those conversations made me realize okay that's that's why you act like that or, or that's why I act like that, mm-hmm. right? Um it's 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 great to have those conversations and not be fearful because like if you lose that person, it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. That person wasn't supposed to be in your life. That person's not gonna help you grow spiritually. It yeah. won't help you grow mentally. It might not help you grow intellectually. Yeah. So yeah. So let's talk about those relationships with those friends because if you're going to have, I think with any relationship, friendship, intimate, like whatever it is, you have to work in like, um, I guess, cultivate those relationships. You know what I'm saying? Constantly putting effort into them. So like, how do you put that effort into friendships that aren't necessarily of the same faith as you, especially with individuals like us who are so strong in our faith? Mm-hmm. How do you still work on and have those relationships with those friends who aren't there? So... I'll start off with friends who are of different um, faith-based religions, right? Um, like, I have a lot of friends who are Muslim. Um, mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends who just don't believe in God. Uh, well, I'll say a lot of friends. Associates. <laughs> <laughs> Associates. Um, but I have to understand, right, that as they walk in their journey as well in their religions, they are still trying to learn themselves. They are still trying to learn um, what they need to learn. Um, and I have to have those conversations because what connects you to your God, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of Muslims like actually help me to understand that we're all worship- worshiping the same God. We just have different beliefs mm-hmm. in our systems, mm-hmm. right? Like we believe in Christ wise. They believe that Christ wasn't godson right they Mm -hmm. believe he was just another prophet yeah right so you have those understandings you have to understand those perspectives in order to understand 
the people you're dealing with. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, and I actually, I actually enjoy that. Like, that's always the type of person I've always been. Like, I like different perspectives. Like, in history, right, there's always one side, another side, and then there's the truth. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, you find the truth within listening to both sides, right? Yeah. And they're going to say some of the same things. If they say some of the same things, that's usually the, the truth. truth. The overlapping they, stuff, yeah. Where they stray away is where usually there's a false pretense or maybe just a perspective that they saw that this person didn't see. Mm-hmm. So there's, um, it's great to have those conversations with my Muslim friends because it's like, you're, you're giving me a different perspective and you're making me, you're actually turning me towards the Bible more, mm-hmm. um, to read more and to, um, look at the stories more and just dive in deep. But also like I've, I've taken a chance. I'm a historian at heart. Yeah. So I've taken a chance and I've read the Quran. I've read the Torah mm-hmm. just to see some of the stories are very similar. Yep. Right. So, to cultivate those friendships, you have to have be open minded, right? Yeah. You have to listen to what they're saying and not bash what they're saying because at the end of the day, when you want to speak, you want them to listen to what you're saying. Absolutely. You want them to have an open mind and kind of heed your words. Um, I I find it that yes, we are worshiping the same God. Mm-hmm. We just have different beliefs on how we worship our God. Yeah. Um, and so mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing that like I keep in my mind when I'm with um those set of friends. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just important to just be very open minded. Heed like listen to what your friends say. Don't bash them upon it. Mm-hmm. If you disagree, let them know that you disagree because it's okay to have opinions. Yeah. I think you hit it right on the head. Like um the pastor at the church was just talking about in a series he was talking about where um one group of disciples or followers mm. were kind of going with Judaism, which is like the Mosaic laws, the, yeah. the old stuff, the, you know, circumcision mm-hmm. versus the way is what they called it. And when they had disagreement, one side actually went to the other side and they had a meeting about it mm-hmm. and talked about the disagreements and came to an understanding yeah. about, you know, what they were going to actually do. And I think that's kind of a lost art, especially with our generation. It's just kind of like, this is what I believe. This is what I stand on. And that's it. If you're not for that, then I'm against you, Mm -hmm. which is not the right way to go about it. Like you said, you need all of those different perspectives because that's how you learn. Mm -hmm. And another thing that you said, when you were talking about how it actually pushed you to want to go study further, I think that's like a really big point because Mm -hmm. even though you don't agree with their beliefs, even though you have another religion, like whatever the case is, they're going to push you and ask you questions about your religion and your faith and why you believe in that. All these things that you will never research or think about on your exactly. own. Like you need that to actually deepen your relationship with God. Cause you'll find yourself like, why do I believe that? Like, where does it say that in the Bible? Right. Like what were they talking about? Right. And it'll, it'll help you grow. Um, yeah. But dealing with those people, like your Muslim friends, right? How do you, how do you be in those moments without judging? Because especially as a strong man, when you have a strong belief, that's your belief. And it's hard to hear somebody else's words coming in and not just be in your head, be like, that, no, that's wrong. That's not right. Like without judging them. I know you said be open-minded, but you got to go a little bit deeper than, than that. (laughs) It took me, I'm going to tell you the truth. It took me like a long time to let my intrusive thoughts not win. Like, I think I almost got into a fist fight with one of my um, Muslim friends because like 
he was just talking. He was just talking. I was like, bro, you smoke and drink. You're not supposed to. <laughs> what are you talking about? And like, we really got heated. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. this like, um, blah, blah, blah. You eat pork and you're not supposed to as a Christian. I was like, where does this say that? So like, <laughs> like, we're going back and forth. And like, our ignorance is just like, got the best of us. Mm-hmm. But like, I think like, that made us both like part ways and go back into our mm-hmm. guides right yep. that's what we yep. call our bible the quran the torah yep. went back to our guides to research more um and like understand like that part like i, I went on google i was like looking yeah. went back to the scripture like reading and then i like came back i was like i understand i'm not perfect i'm not a perfect christian like yes. there's some things that i'm not gonna get right you're not a perfect muslim there's some things that you're not get, gonna get right mm-hmm. but we have to understand that like we practice two different things yeah we might serve the same god right mm-hmm. but we practice how we serve in different ways yeah so like it, it's hard but like it's necessary yeah in your journey like it's necessary to do these things um to help you build upon your faith yeah for sure it's how you become a more mature christian i think yeah. is is dealing with stuff like that and to take it even like a step further in those engagements with one another like you have to not only be open-minded like you were talking about but you have to be so open-minded that you're willing to change your mind yeah if you find out that you're wrong about something like you have to be willing to just be like yeah, yeah i was wrong about that or yeah. I understood that scripture wrong. I have a different revelation of it now, or you know what I mean? I was ignorant. Like you said, when I said that about you, that's not true. You know, you have to be, be able to do that. Um, but yeah, having those conversations without judging is, is it's so hard. It's a whole different, and different I'm not, ball. Game. I'm not even supposed to judge. Look, yeah, like I'm exactly. Not, I'm not supposed to judge you. Like, right. We all have a judge. I'm not supposed to judge you. Mm-hmm. This it's something I'm working on. Yeah. You're not supposed to gamble, but you still gamble, right? Like, <laughs> like, like and that's the so thing. Hard. You can't do the, the whole tit for tat thing. Right. It's got to be like, and I think, man, if I'm just being honest, I think a lot of it don't even matter. Like, I think if Jesus came back today, he'd be like, half that stuff don't even matter. Do you love me? Right. Are you, are you trying to be more like me every day? Or are you just convenient? <laughs> Christians. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and that's kind of like what we were talking about last week with the whole religion versus relationship thing. Yeah. It's like we can get so wrapped up in the religious part of everything. It's just like, do you love God? Right. Are you trying to be more like Jesus every day? Mm-hmm. Okay, then all the rest of the stuff we can talk about, we can work out. But that's that's what actually matters. Yeah. And I think even beyond like this topic, I think that's the, one of the issues with a lot of um, different issues that go on in the world today. People get yeah. so caught up on all the stuff surrounding the actual issue that they don't address what the actual issue is in the first place and they end up in the same place. So yeah, I think just trying to get rid of all the fluff and get down to the middle of what's actually going on when you're dealing with those friends who are different than you and your faith. I think that's, that'll help. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So we got, we both have a lot of friends. We both been dealing with them for a long time. Um, Talk about your encounters. Like, have you ever found yourself trying to convert one of your friends that wasn't Christian or that didn't have your beliefs? And how did that actually go for you? So never, never try to convert anybody because I wouldn't want anybody to try to convert me. Mm-hmm. But I have had friends who 
we're losing faith in what we are doing as Christians. And I've tried to get their, like, try to get into their mindset. Okay. Like what's making you do this? What's making you do this? Okay. Oh, you're letting another person influence you. Okay. This, this is that. And I'll try to like, okay, but have you read the Bible? No, no, no. Not just like you go to church and like, have you studied it for yourself? Let me ask you, when you go into a trigonometry trigonometry test, mm-hmm. are you just going to listen to the teacher's lectures and say, okay, I'm ready? No. Yeah. You're going to go back into your notes. You're going to study something you're not understanding. You're going to focus on that part a little bit more. Yeah. You might go to the outside source to bring in more information to help you better understand it yeah. and digest the knowledge that you need mm-hmm. to prepare for the test. It's the same way. Have you studied your Bible? Yeah. Have you had a conversation with God? Yeah. Like not just talking emptiness like at him. Like, mm-hmm. have you had a conversation with God? Yeah. Like I'll sit there like, and everybody thinks, oh, like, oh, our father, who are you? Like that, that prayer, yeah. like, no. no, like I'm sitting there like, I used to come back from practice and my roommate would think I'm weird. Like he's in the room. I don't care. Oh God, I had a hard practice today. Like he's like, who are you talking to? So I'm talking to God, and then I go back into it. Like I used to have conversations with him, and I might not get an answer there, but I've spilled out everything in my heart, mm-hmm. and I get it in my dreams. And he will reveal I get it. To it. You. He will reveal it to me. Are you having conversations like that? Yeah. And nine times that that person specific person I'm talking about was just like, no, like I've never went that deep. Yeah, I was like, so how can you say that you're tired of this? Right, you're yeah. tired of walking this way. You're tired of this faith. You want to go to a different religion, or you want to just give up God, and you haven't done the necess- you haven't taken the necessary steps to get closer to Him. Absolutely, yeah, man. That those different perspectives are so necessary. Another, like another thing, like you were asking, do you actually read your Bible? I think too many of us read our Bibles and. We take the first revelation we get and we run with it. Mm-hmm. We take the baton and we just take off running. Yeah. And the Bible is like an onion. It just has layers. a bunch of layers to it. You can read a scripture one day and 10 days later, it means something totally different mm-hmm. than you uh, than you read before. So like you have to stick to it and you have to continue to go back to it and read it and study it. Like you were saying, go in depth, ask God for revelation. I will give you different revelations about different things in different parts of your life. So like. You have to continue to go to him. You can't just get one revelation, take the scripture and start repeating it and running with it. And that's it for the rest of your life. No, like you have to spend that study time. You have to spend time in his presence with him so that you can understand him. Um, if you don't, you're going to be in a world of hurt. <laughs> it's just, it's like the same thing with like the old laws, a lot of the old amendments and stuff. You know, this as a historian, they were written in a totally different, a different time, time and we're trying to apply them to 2023. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way at all. That's not how it works. Um, that's another thing about knowing the context of the Bible. Like when you're actually reading, you have to understand how, how was this meant to apply to the people it was written to and about at the time that it was written. Yeah. Because it doesn't mean the same thing to me in 2023 that it was written to me, to them whenever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you're, you're right. You definitely have to spend that time in the word. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And then, you know, what's another thing I hate though? Like I love Instagram. Don't get me wrong. Uh huh. But these reels kill me. Right. Because the reels, right. (laughs) It'll be like a pastor preacher or anything. And they pick out the best part of that sermon and to them. Yeah. 
And people take that word and like, oh yeah, like and try to apply it to their life. You didn't hear the rest of the sermon. There's more to it. It's no context. Please, <laughs> please go back and try to like. Anytime I see like, I send you videos and I'm yeah. like, oh that's bars. I try to go on YouTube and try to find a whole full video because yeah. I wanna, I want more context. Yeah. Like I know there's more. There's more delicious things that he's adding into it, right? Like a lot of these sermons are dissertations and like. A dissertation is very long mm -hmm. and thoughtful yeah and there's things that are added on to the specific topic to make it stronger and stronger it's not just that one good part that one good part is supposed to pique your interest like oh yeah it's supposed to call you to the source is what it's supposed right? to do i want to i want to know more yeah what is this about mm -hmm. okay now that i know what this is about mm -hmm. like tell me the little specific details yeah and, right like so I'm just like, like people see these messages and they just stop right there. Like, no, dive deep into this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, the thought I just got, it's kind of a weird thought, but I think in a way we're all like reals, each one of us. Yeah. We're like a, a real for the kingdom of God. When people see us, they see a, a small clip, a small, mm -hmm. and what it's supposed to do is the way that you're living is supposed to call people into the source. Like, let me go find out what that is all about. I see what you did here. Yeah. <laughs> let me go find out what this yeah. clip that I'm seeing is actually about. And, um, like, the danger, the same danger with actual reels is people see it and they start making all sorts of judgments about the kingdom based off the reel they saw. Exactly. Instead of going to find out about the actual source. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very dangerous game to play. I was listening to a podcast and the guy was talking about, I think they asked him like what was one of his biggest fears about the future or something and it, what he said was like so interesting to me he was like i am afraid of a future where things like reels and clips and all of that becomes the truth and not the actual, actual. truth because somebody can see a clip or a reel and they take that and they act like that's their truth that's what's real that 30 second clip that i saw that's the truth i don't need to know why they said it the years I don't need of to studies know behind it. Who they said it to. Nope, that's the truth. I saw it. Mm. That's what it means. I know that's right. You mm. don't need nothing else. And especially with the capabilities of people on the internet now, you cannot trust anything. Mm -hmm. I don't care what source you think you got that you no, you cannot trust anything. At and all. that goes back to why you need those multiple sources and perspectives on topics to find that truth. I was gonna say that like really like with my friends, like I've noticed like we have strayed away from a research-based type of society. Mm -hmm. What I mean by like, I have some friends like just who are just like me and they're going to go back into like and figure it out. Like the science is the data behind everything. Like I'm going to like fuel my fire by learning more. Mm -hmm. And then you have the easy bake oven guys who are just like, okay, this is it. I don't need any more information. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm not going to like judge and say, oh, I'm stronger in my faith than you because I do this. But I'm just like, this is why you're experiencing these things because you're just, you're taking simple gestures and running with it mm -hmm. instead of like actually going back and delving deep into your faith and trying to figure out more information about your faith and just trying to figure out more like knowledge yeah right like you're just i'm i'm taking this and i'm i'm, I'm gonna take this suitcase and i'm gonna run with it yeah. when there was a whole big like like piece of luggage yeah worth of information that's a good point with your friends because like it's like the same thing with your friends seeing you because 
they only see, for example, some of my friends may only see the clips that I post talking about God on Instagram. Mm. They've never actually had a conversation with me about God, about the kingdom, about all that stuff. Um, So they're only seeing those small clips. And the fear is that that becomes their truth. That's what Christianity is. That Mm. video that I saw of Cal talking about God, that's Christianity. Mm -hmm. That video that I saw... Cal talking about something that he can't do because he's a Christian. That's Christianity. Mm-hmm. And that's like a dangerous game to play because now they have a false idea of what something is. And then it'll close them off to actually finding out right. the truth. Right. Yeah. Like, go and find your own truths. Don't base your truths off based off of somebody else's truths. Yeah. Right? Like, we all have, like, our own lives. Like, you're, you're going to base your life off of my life? Like, don't, don't compare yourself to anybody else. Like, mm-hmm. we all in our different walks we're Mm -hmm. all in our different journey right like go and find out yourself Mm -hmm. it's good to have those conversations with your friends and try to like base some things like bounce some ideas Mm -hmm. off of each other but don't base your life off of my life yeah base up like bounce some ideas off of each other so it can help to either strengthen or weaken some of my thoughts Mm -hmm. but don't base your whole entire entirety like yeah on on my life Mm -hmm. please don't yeah do you think you're at a point in your life where you find yourself rejecting possible friends or acquaintances because they don't share your faith? I'm at a point in my life, like, at one point I was like, Drake, no new friends, right? <laughs> you can't, you know what I mean? But I'm at a point in my life where God's going to bring people into my life and I just have to... How can I say this? I have to sit back and watch how our relationship flourishes, right? Like, Mm -hmm. are you pouring into me as much as I will pour into you? If not, I'm not going to waste my pour. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to waste my pour. I've done it too much. I've wasted my pour. I've wasted so much on people. Yeah. And I never got that pour back, right? Mm -hmm. It's the battle of attrition. Right? So, like... If you can't pour into me as much as I, or even close to what I'm pouring into you, because I'm going to pour a lot. Everybody knows I'm a big presence. I'm going to pour a lot. Yeah. So you got to match that energy, energy, like somehow. Yeah. And if you can't do that, then we're just going to close this book. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to let you know politely. Yeah. It just creates a deficit within you. And you can like tangibly feel that in, especially with people like that you don't like want the friendship to end with or anything. But you also can't make them do things. You know right. what I mean? Like you can't right. make them do that. And it just comes to the point like, do I pour less? Right. Or do I confront you about pouring more? Like which one is it? Um That's a slippery slope. Because <laughs> I don't want to tell you, like, man, pick up the slack. But like it's also like pick up the slack. Yeah. You know something? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about the fact that I'm a Christian. And I don't want to be friends with all Christians. I mean, that's like, like, that's like, that would not be a good life to me. <laughs> like, could you imagine? Like your family members, right? Like yeah. your family. But like, I don't like all my family. <laughs> so you, you feel me? Like, you need some, I just I love like, them, right? I can, I can love my friends. I can love. My Christian members, yeah. family members. I don't have to like them. Yeah. 
and I think that's okay, especially for people who are new in their faith. Because you know when you're new in your faith, you're on fire. Like everything's yeah. godly. I can't do that. I can't listen to that. I can't go there. I can't Condemned talk to these to people. Hell. Yeah. Like, Yo, and, chill. Like you have to it's like important for us to just say like you don't have to only be friends with Christians. You don't right. only have to hang out with Christians. You don't have right. to, you know what I'm saying, be around Christians all the time. Like your life is gonna be missing a whole lot of color if you don't allow those other people into your life. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's why it's so important to, yes, you have to use discernment about those friendships, but at the same time, you also got to understand like, which ones do I hang on to? Even if I can't be as close to them, I still need to have them in in my life. Yeah. Um, Because those relationships are still fruitful, even though they aren't, you know, faith based. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I I don't know. Like I just, I just go back to it and I'm just like, there's, while I was walking in my, my faith, like starting out my journey, like you just have those those Christian friends that, that are just like, you're, you're doing a lot right now. Yeah. Like, if you don't do this, you're going to hell. If you don't do this, I'm like, please. Yeah. Like, do you know what you just did is like sinful? Mm-hmm. Right. But like, I'm also like, I'm not going to throw them away. Yeah. Right. I'm just going to let them know, like, please, like, as Christians, we're supposed to be more inviting, mm-hmm. not forceful. Absolutely. This is not a force-based relationship. Like, it shouldn't be a force-based relationship. Yeah. Right? Um, And right now, like, what you're doing is very aggressive, and people are not going to be accepting, especially in this generation. People are not going to be accepted to very aggressive, like... Not at all. Like, come on, like, please, like... <laughs> You yeah. have earrings. You're damned to hell. I'm like, yeah. So, like, if you are trying to convert your friends, that is definitely not the way to go. No. Uh, you just, you you just have to be an example of what you hope for them to become. Be an example. And be the hope an that they ask you, like, what must I do to be like you, which is being like Jesus. Yeah, it's like be be the light that they can see and be like, oh my gosh, like you know this, this is a really great individual. Yeah. What can I do to be more like this great individual? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is why he's such a great individual. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, if you want to be like me, you better come over here. Like, yeah. come on to this side. Like, no, I'm going to pull you over, right? Like, that's just, oh, no. it's unattractive. Have you ever been in a position where you had to choose between your faith and your friends? Mm. You just going to drop it on me like that? Yeah. Have I been... Like, where you had to make a, a, a choice, it was like, either I'm going to do this to stay in line with my faith, or I'm going to go over here with my friend and do this other thing. Uh, so, I, I did have to, I don't know if this will be, just let me know if I'm. Okay. Well, I had a time where it was like, <laughs> so I'm African, right? Yeah. And so, on um, we have this thing, 31st night, like, we're in church going into the new year. Mm-hmm. So, it was like. Go to 31st night with my pops mm-hmm. and, and my my siblings, right? Go to church. Yeah. Or go to this New Year's party mm. with all my friends who are inviting me, who are leaving church early. And I'm like, since I was little, I've been bringing in the New Year with God. Yep. I've always been church. Do I go for this fleeting moment of joy? Mm-hmm. Or do I stay for this lifetime filled with, like, li- lifetime f- like relationship like i i do this i've been doing this since i was little mm-hmm. i stayed 
<laughs> I stayed. I stayed. And like, but like, you know, you get on social media and just like, oh, my friends were having fun. But uh, who was to say I wasn't having fun when I stayed? That's true. Because I got to see like all my aunts and uncles who like went to the church, but like, so our church does it big. Like, we have branches of church, Church of Pentecost. Like, we have branches of churches. So, like, our aunts and uncles that move away and go to a different branch of a church, we don't see them until, like, 31st night because we always host it at the biggest church in that okay. branch. Yeah. Yeah. So, I got to see all my aunts and uncles. I got to see, like, my cousins who I haven't seen in a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, my friends who I haven't seen in a minute because they moved, right? Yeah. So, like, I had my sense of fun as well, mm-hmm. knowing that my faith is stronger right now. I'm going into New Year good. On good terms. Yeah. Not saying that they're not going into New Year on good terms. Right. That's just a decision you had to make for yourself. For myself. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I can think of a time. This was, like, right after I started my journey heavy. Mm-hmm. And I was in that condemn everything mode. Yeah. And one of my boys had just had a baby. And they invited me over. Um, I hadn't seen most of these friends in a long time. Time, yeah. And they invited me, me over. And I was like, man. I know they're going to be smoking. I know they're going to be drinking over there. Like, I already know what's going to be going on. But at the same time, I want to see my friends. Do I stay home and just tell them I can't make it and just, you know, look at one of my sermons or something? Or do I go over there and put myself in that environment? Mm -hmm. I did the opposite of what you did. I went. (laughs) I went because I wanted to see them. I wanted to see the baby. I wanted to hang out with them. Um, But I remember, like, because this was so early in this journey, I remember like sitting in the house, like while they're smoking and they're listening to a certain type of music. And, and I'm, I literally was sitting there asking myself, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Even though I was with people that I loved, like I wanted to see them. I wanted to hang around them. Yeah. I was like, what am I doing here? And like, now I think I'm maturing um, enough. Still got a long way to go. I'm not yeah. saying it, but I think I'm maturing enough to understand that that moment was still okay. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't have to be at home watching a sermon at night. Like it was okay for me to be there with my friends. Even though I was there, I didn't choose to smoke or to drink or to do anything. Yeah. Um, so I think you just have to give yourself grace, especially mm. when you're new in your walk um, yeah. or when you're trying to figure it out, give yourself a little bit of grace in those moments. And I had to do that that night, but yeah. I was going through with sitting on that couch. Like I was like, what am I doing Three. here? I'm getting a contact high. <laughs> I don't know what's in this cup. They gave me like, I was going through it, boy. Yeah. 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 No, like, and honestly, like, I I think that's what I was kind of, like, regretting. Because mm-hmm. I was like, what if I went and, like, I was going through those things, but, like, missing that time with my friends, right? Mm-hmm. But I was just like, mm-hmm, I'm going to have more times with my friends. Because the night after, I was with them anyway. Yeah. Right? Um, Wasn't doing a lot of the things that they were doing just because, like, you know, you know when you have those New Year's resolutions, yeah. and you want to do those things, yeah. So, yeah. But like, it it was good being with them, being around them. Mm-hmm. But I knew that I just God was more important in that moment yeah. for me. Yeah. 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 I got one more thing I want to touch with you. Topic. I want to know: Have you ever had a friend in your life or family member who started to reject you because of your faith? Like, after you opened up about your faith, did you have anybody who rejected you anyway or separated themselves from you or started to act different towards you? Hmm. I had a lot, a lot of friends that, um, I won't say reject me, but um, they definitely separated myself. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I guess so the way they put it was I was I was getting very judgy or mm-hmm. I was talking too much about it and like it was killing the mood. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like I I was that way. Okay. Uh, I like of course like like I said football, right? Like it was it was football like I was like I don't feel like I was that way. I just I know that like I would only I'm I'm going into battle like I'm like mm-hmm. you know how football is like yeah. I'm going into battle like I I know God got my back and He's got your back like, I'm I'm like doing that type of talk mm-hmm. thinking we're in the same but I guess it was too much for him or whatever he was dealing with at the time mm-hmm. so he said yeah I kind of like um because of what I was going through I kind of like put you to the side and like started being around you less because you were like just being too much. And again, that was when I, I was heavy at the yeah, start, but I don't yeah. think I was like, "Oh, you're going to hell if you don't do this with me." And I just, I think I was saying like a lot, of, like bringing God into a lot of topics and situations, and maybe for him at the time it was just too much. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I won't say that I had anybody necessarily like just outright reject me or stop talking to me or anything. Um, what I will say is I had some people like, how can I say it? trying to throw shade in like other smaller ways mm-hmm. like making comments like look at you on tv now talking all proper right like first of all i talk like this my entire life right like just because i didn't talk to you no either no stuff like that like, yeah and i can tell that my faith made them a little uncomfortable mm. so they were just kind of they didn't know how to deal with it or respond yeah. to it so it came out in different ways but I don't think I really had anybody reject me. Yeah. Um, a lot of the people who I thought might separate themselves from me actually did not, which was very surprising to me. Um, I guess that's just a testament that I have some some decent friends, friends. in my life. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So I think the ultimate moral of this whole thing is you can still have friends and still follow your faith. Mm-hmm. They can exist at the same time. Definitely. Even if your friends exist. don't share your mm-hmm. faith. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Find that balance. Yeah. Run with it. All right. This segment of our podcast is called Questions from the Audience, where we take questions from social media. So you can go on YouTube or Instagram and drop some questions that you want us to answer, um, as well as some questions from the people in the room with us today. Our producer is actually sitting next to me today. So our um, secondary producer and quality control is going to handle the questions. Tay. All right. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay, so the first question is, how do you find the balance of hanging out with friends who are not of similar faith and staying strong within your own faith? Um, so I think we kind of like discussed this. Earlier. Yeah. Like, um, again, just being open minded, right? Like, don't be too like judgy. Um, be open to hearing different perspectives. Um, but also letting them know, like with love, like you're going to share your opinions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order for our friendship to coexist, like you, you got to hear my opinions and I'll also be open to hearing your opinions. Um, but also like, you know, bring religion up a lot when I'm with my friends of other faiths, like yeah. we're there because we're pouring into each other in other ways. Yeah. Um, and so religion doesn't get brought up a lot, but if it does get brought up a lot, I think me and my friends are good about hearing our opinions, like yeah. hearing out each other's opinions. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I think they use the, the right word balance. I think that's a very good word to use. Um, I won't touch too much on the stuff we already talked about, but just as far as balance go, I think a good point to make is don't, um, when you're trying to respect your friends who aren't of the same faith or whatever the case is, but you're also trying to maintain your faith, there has to be literally a balance. Don't go so far towards trying to please your friends and make mm. sure that those friendships are okay, that you're neglecting your faith or neglecting your time with God, your yeah. intimate time with him, your one-on-one -on -one time with him. Like there has to be that balance. You have to make sure you're being fed enough still um, while you're trying to maintain those friendships. So agreed. Yeah. Don't go, don't go too far one way or the other. Right. Yeah. Agreed. What, um, discernment i guess i would say what discernment and evaluations do you all utilize in order to determine when someone is a friend and when someone is an associate mm. um usually the main marker for me is reciprocity how much am i pouring into you are you pouring anything back into me um, I don't want friends who just take, 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 and they don't give. That's not a friend to me. Um, you can be an associate in that case. Uh, we can have small encounters. So I would think for me, the biggest marker is just reciprocity. I think true friends pour into one another in different ways, um, at different times. Um, but I think there's give and take from true, true friends. Yeah. Um, I agree. Um, this how this my mathematical equation friends, right? <laughs> um, my associates are working to be my friends. My friends are working to be my family. Um, everybody knows I love hard. So once you make that family stage, like I'm gonna give you the world. My friends, I'm gonna give you a smidget of the world. My associates, I don't know you like that. Right, we getting to know each other. Um, but yeah, like that that pour in factor is very big, right? Um when when you're in that friend stage, you're pouring in like a lot. We're pouring into each other. That that leads gets you into the family stage, right? And that's why I say I don't really have a lot of friends. I have like more associates because you don't stay in the friend stage for long because mm -hmm. I'm gonna make you family, right? Mm -hmm. Um, it's it's very it's very important to know that like it will come to you. You'll know. Yeah. You'll know when someone's just a friend and when someone's an associate. You like. It, it, it's there you you just you just notice like they're doing a lot of things that other people don't do like i can come to you with everything and i can trust trust you with those things but like i said like then I, if i if i do that like you're not in the friend stage anymore like your family i'm not telling my associates my business <laughs> next question so you guys hit on all the questions that we had Oh, you oh. did? Yeah. Well, I got a question for you. Um, we've used this term pour in a lot during this conversation. Yeah. Can you just tell me in your words, like what it means for somebody to pour into you? When somebody is pouring into me, they are supporting me in everything that I do. Whether it's when I was playing ball, academics, right? Like you're supporting me and assuring me that I'm doing great, even though like I'm still going through a tough time. They've got my back and they support me. They're, they're here. Mm -hmm. If I need anything, you need to talk. I'm here. You need to um, 
you haven't eaten, let's go grab a bite to eat. Like, got to make sure you fed so you can keep on doing what you do. Like, you're you're there. Mm-hmm. Like, you're there. Like, if I am going to fall, you're going to be there to catch me. Yeah. Right? That's pouring in. Like, you, <laughs> like every step of the way, if I turn my head, you're there. Yeah. Right? Like, if I look up in the stands, you're there. Right? Even if you're, like, remember how we said, I went to school. We were far away from each other, but we came back and picked it up. Like, yeah. Like I knew, no matter what, when I came back, you were gonna be there. Period. And if I left, when you came back, like you, I was gonna be here, right? Like, Period. that's what pouring in is to me. Like, you're there every single step of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone question? You want to yeah. answer your own question? It's okay. Oh, <laughs> he don't got to answer his own question. He don't uh, want to answer his own question. Was that the question? Do you have a question? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. your that's your question. So I was gonna ask. Um, so as young adults, you guys have very busy lives where you're moving and shaking. How do you all support each other in giving friends grace and making sure that they're pouring from their overflow and not consistently emptying their own cup? Mm. I think that kind of, for me, that kind of goes right into, like, how I would have answered the question, what is pouring in in the first place? Mm-hmm. Um, number one, you have to have much, like she just said, overflow. You have to have enough in your cup to pour into somebody else's yeah. cup. Um, and only two people know if you have enough, you and God. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of an evaluation you have to do for yourself. Am I in a position to actually be pouring right now? Yeah. Um, and right along with that, I think when you are pouring, like literally pouring into somebody, like my definition would be when you pour something into something else, the point is to fill it up. So in order to fill somebody up, you have to know where they're empty. Yeah. So you have to discuss with them and find out in what areas of your life are you feeling low so that I can help you fill up. And I can tell you if I can help you fill up in those areas. If I'm incapable, um, then I can let you know that as well. Um, so, yeah. I think it's it's important to do that evaluation for yourself. Um, the really the only way to do that is just to sit down and really take a look at mm-hmm. all the areas of your life where you need help, um, where you need to talk to somebody, where you may just need time. Like whatever the case is, you have to be honest with yourself about those things, and then um, you have to make sure when you're trying to pour into another individual that you understand where they need to be poured into at. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't just. You can't just say, oh, I'm pouring into you because I'm doing this. They may yeah. not need it in that area. Yeah. Um, they may be overflowing in that area that you're pouring into and now all that's being wasted. Yeah. Um, so you have to find out where they're empty. And then if you're able, pour into that area. Yeah. yeah. Like I agree with everything you just said. Like It just dials down to these two things, right? Transparency and communication. Like You have to be transparent with your friend. You have to and just have that communication. Like We're going to be busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm gonna make time like here. Like we need to have a talk, right? Yeah. I'm I'm I know you're busy, but we, we need to have a talk, right? Like yeah. so it's good to have um those moments where you talk to your friend and you're just like, Man, I haven't seen you in a minute, but yeah. I'm going through this, I'm going through that, this is what's happening, but like I'm gonna look at my schedule and let's look at your schedule and let's find a time to like actually like do what we need to do yeah um but yeah if you don't if you don't communicate yeah 
I feel like that's with every relationship. Um, with my mom, my dad, like everybody, right? Like I have to be transparent and communicate that with everybody. Like we're yeah. going to be busy in lives. I still love you. And, um, I still want to have the time to pour into you. I just, I'm going through things right now. Yeah. Having that transparency, they'll be able to pour in how they want to pour in. Mm-hmm. When they're transparent, you will be able to pour in when you can pour in. Yeah. And I think that's, that's just the key to maintaining strong relationships. Yeah. Any other questions? As men and friends, do you all feel that you have that conversation authentically enough? Um, I'll, I'll even take the man part out of it. I don't, I don't know that, uh, I have those conversations with other people mm-hmm. enough in general, like yeah. not even just as a man. Um, I know I'm getting better at it cause I know there was a time where I didn't do it at all. Mm-hmm. So I know I am progressing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll ever get to a point to where I feel like I'm doing it enough. Um, so I'll just say the answer to that for me is just I am progressing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, took me a while. Um, I learned a lot of it in college. Time management, like it's not just time management with everything you do socially, but like time management with your loved ones as well. Mm-hmm. Um, com- communicate. I do. I do still feel like I like I need to build upon it, like and do better. Because I'm just like, my family knows me. My friends know me. I'm busy. I'm doing a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm in law school. I'm teaching. I'm running businesses, like, or helping to run businesses. Like, I'm doing a lot. So they should, they should like, know. But I have to understand, like, no, they, they shouldn't know. Like, talk to them. Let them know. Mm-hmm. Like, actually let them know. Come on. Like, you, you would want for them to let you know, right? So, yeah. We all could do better at those things. Is that it? And you that concludes our questions. Those are the questions for today. Those are the questions, and that's our episode. Your thought. You. Your thought. You're trying to get out of SLS. We ain't gonna let it This segment of our podcast is called Subject on the Spot, where we give you a topic and you have to do a 60 second sermon on it. And this season, we are adding in little twists. You have to do your sermon, but you're gonna have a topic and you're also gonna have a word that you have to use during your sermon. So, Tay is going to give us our topics um, and our words for today. And I just you want to go first. Or you want I just second? want everybody to know that this is about to be horrible. I just want y'all to, I'm not good. Have at some confidence. confidence. I have confidence in me not being able to do this. I do have confidence. What are you talking about? I can't do this. Like we've, we failed okay. every single time. As a matter of fact, I'm going to volunteer Julian and Bree to give us topics and words. They've been quiet today. <laughs> I really only did that because Tay gave me cotton last episode. You're forcing me to do this. All right. Topic is wait, who's going first? You want to go first or something? going first. You want me to go first? Now I want to go first so you can say. Topic the... is cloudy weather. Cloudy weather. And your subject. Hmm? I can hear. I, I think can, that. I can hear. Yeah. And your subject is lemons. Cloudy weather <laughs> and lemons. Oh man. You know, I got this. I got this. Okay. Go ahead and start the timer. See, because 
everybody's heard that phrase, right? When life gives you lemons, you make lemonade, right? So at times you're going to have a lot of cloudy weather, right? You're going to have a lot of things that is going to down, like put you down, like a lot of obstacles that are going to be in your way. But you're also going to have a lot of opportunities to help you pass those obstacles. And you just going to have to like dig deep and just use those opportunities to help you find your way. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I know that God is going to help me in my rainy days because God's going to help me in my rainy season. God's going to give me the lemons I need to make my lemonade. See, God's going to be with me every step of the way because my God is a mighty God. My God is an awesome God. My God is a great God. We will now be passing the collection plate. <laughs> Put the cash app up on the screen, Julius. <laughs> Send a love offer for you. Oh, man. All right, Bree, what you got? All right. Your topic is construction site. Mm, okay. Your word is chocolate chip. What? <laughs> Oh man, these get harder. Okay, I'm glad I. They just give the team just gives me no slack anymore. (laughs) They like you done this enough. You think you good? Go ahead. All right. Yeah. Our life is like one big construction site. Mm. You got a bunch of different areas on a construction site where things are going on. And you're out there working all day, every day. When you wake up in the morning, you clock in and you clock out at night. You're out there in the heat and the sun and the snow and the rain and you're working and you're trying to build this thing called life. And the only architecture blueprints that you have is the Holy Bible and God. And you're out there all day on this construction site trying to build up your life, following this guide and you can't even read and you don't know what to do. And you have these moments where you just fall apart and you just want to sit down and have some lunch and you open up that pail and you got a sandwich in there and you got some juice in there and you got a chocolate chip cookie in there and you just want to sit down and eat and do nothing. But God is calling you to stand back up, flip those blueprints around, try again and build back up your life to what it's supposed to actually look like. Mm. <laughs> if you, if, if you th- no, 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 like, I want y'all to understand how hard SOS is. So, like, I I am imploring, right? Send us videos. Call it the SOS challenge. Yeah. I'm challenging you. Yeah. Our audience. Get somebody somebody in your house to give you a topic and then do a 60-second call. Come on now. Don't be on the internet doing research. Don't be looking up stuff. You got to do it off the top of your head. God is watching you. I just want to let you know God is watching you, okay? So, please, actually take this challenge serious. Thank you. And this has been our episode on friends versus faith. Thank you to E for jumping in and helping us out today. And thank you for always letting me hop in front of the camera because I like to hide behind it. Yeah. That's our episode. Peace. Thank you guys for watching Christ Culture, the podcast. If this resonated with you, make sure to share it. Yeah. Go follow us on Spotify, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And uh, leave some comments. We want to hear from you guys this season. Yeah, definitely join in the conversation because we'd love to stay connected with y'all. Yeah. Thanks for watching. See ya. Peace.